When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is your main event, Mark's Bonus Podcast. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who smacks it down raw. I am Troy. And with um, me as always... I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and with me as always, he's buckled in. You're buckled in now, man. You signed up for it. He's the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the rock to my stone cold. Give me a hell yeah. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Oh, hell yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. After I said I smack it down raw? Yeah, I'm already tuned out. I'm regretting doing this today. Stomping a mud hole in his ass and licking it dry. Come on now. Poor. <laughs> uh, we're not that kind of podcast, in case anybody hasn't uh, listened before. But uh, there, there is actually a podcast uh, that... We retweet each other sometimes because they do like classic wrestling stuff and some current wrestling stuff, but they're called the smacked it raw podcast. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, go follow them on Twitter <laughs> or, you know, whatever, wow. but either way, I've never heard them. I can't endorse anything. I've never listened to. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I retweet their stuff, not the, not to be like, uh, you know, fake about it, but I'm, I'm coming right out with it. I retweet them because of the subject matter they cover. I have never listened to an episode. So if they suck, don't come at me, bro. I, you know, I just, I retweet them as, as a thank you for retweeting me. So there you go. But I figure it's, uh, it's generally safe if it's, if it's a wrestling podcast. Not always, but generally. But, yeah, uh, we keep it weird, so. Oh, hell yeah, we do. All the way weird. Turned up to 11. Uh, 11? Something else. 47. Oh, you're talking about. Something else that was weird was, well, I don't know if it was weird. It was just, I don't know. This Raw felt like just another Raw. And I feel like, I don't know, when when you walk in yeah, to. I know. It's like, I figured they're in a big arena. Like, you know, they, they can pack it full of people. Uh, and they. They didn't really. I mean, it was it was it was a respectable crowd, but compared to what they could have got in the Georgia Dome, it was just well, kind of WCW territory. Yeah. Well, last time they were there, because we had, we did cover another Raw at uh, the Georgia Dome. Uh, I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head, but I think it was all where Bulldog got rock bottomed into the dog crap. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, uh, was that? Let me see. That was another Troy call. Yeah, Raw number 333 from October 11th, 1999. So just a few, 
or well, about a year and change before this. Yeah, uh, but they drew 33,000. Uh, so, you know, this one was, I think, what, did I, uh, what was it, 20, 24,000. So it was okay, but it wasn't pulling WCW numbers. They would get, what, 40,000-ish? So Yeah. Well, Goldberg would. Yeah. And this was, I will say, far better than the dog crap raw. Not that, you know, <laughs> that was... Uh, you know the standard, but I, I, I guess since it was the previous one, they kind of set the bar in a in a way, <laughs> weird way. Can you beat the dog crap? Uh, maybe. Well, on a really weird Saturday night, <laughs> right? But yeah, so that's what they had to to beat, and uh, I, I think they jumped over that that bar, Greg, just just a little bit. But I don't know. I thought it was just uh, it was an average raw for the time. Nothing blew the doors off, but there was some definite stuff to talk about. And I think the the biggest meat and potatoes of the show right now is going to be the news because we're two months from WrestleMania-ish. And uh, WCW is just about to close their doors forever, bro. And uh, ECW is about to close their doors and, and uh, be... Uh, bro, they're gonna slit their throat and set them on fire. Be be gone forever, bro. Fifty bye. So we got plenty of that to talk about. But here, real quick, before we get into all that in the news and notes, time out here, real quick, to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now that we're done with that, going to take our first break but we're we're going to mention going to our merch store here and in our first break i do want to direct you there because we have a new shirt after this uh past wednesday's episode i i came up with a a a new design for us it's in the old scratch letters and it says neither a sport nor a form of entertainment fit for a civilized people if you listened to wednesday's podcast you'll get it if not go back and listen to it we talk about it it's uh, a little inside baseball, but I, I think it fits where it to every wrestling show you go to, bro. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we would uh, definitely appreciate it. And I'm sure the other podcasts we talk about will appreciate you checking them out, like here in Puckburg, what, that we'll talk about. And on the other end of this break, news and notes time. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event, Barks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event, Marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the Main Event Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee, as well as K-Cups, and for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. News and notes, y'all. I don't have oh. a can today. I'm just drinking <laughs> bottled water. Yeah. Oh, I'm. By the way, I, I forgot to mention, I'm taking my gimmick back, bro. I'm starting to get sick again. There it so, is. Yep. Yeah, after all these these uh, various weeks of, it seems like you've been sick here and there for the past couple of months, and uh, I, I've been I've been doing okay. Well, <laughs> not so much right now. But either way, first thing we got here, the WWF signed Just Incredible this week which leads to a lot more questions about the state of ECW. Credible has been in an extremely tight financial bind due to being behind on pay from ECW. Uh, 
That's a thing? I, really? I'm completely blown away. I I didn't think ECW ever got behind in their bills. Paulie <laughs> Paul was right there, always on time, greatest credit score ever. I don't, I don't get it. Wow. Anyway. Harry <laughs> uh, the poor dude. Plus uh, medical bills from his wife recently giving birth and was close to quitting the wrestling business entirely before the WWF deal came along. Yeah, well, he'd eventually quit the wrestling business, and I think he managed to TGI Fridays or something to that effect. I'm not putting that down whatsoever. That you know, make that paper, man. Whatever you got to do, you know, you hit a certain age where you just don't want to take bumps anymore. And maybe managing a a restaurant chain is the better line of work. And guess what? Your checks are always arriving on time every two weeks. How about that? Do you know that? Uh. What, that he got paid or that he managed the TGI Fridays? They got paid. Uh, well, I'm going to going to assume that TGI Fridays paid him. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't think he was beating down the door of uh, the CEO of a restaurant chain. Hey, uh, where's my where's my money? You want to get caned? Showed up with uh, with uh, Don Marie and, and uh, Lance Storm in tow <laughs> trying to get his money. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, there's also word that the WWF has been negotiating with Tajiri and Rhino. For months, WWF has said that they wouldn't take any of ECW's talent until the company's fate was decided one way or another. Uh, so WWF signing ECW guys seems like a sign that they know something. Yeah. Uh, about that. WWF also offered Paul Paul Heyman himself a job, sir. By me, sir. To help write television, but as of now... Heyman hasn't accepted it. <laughs> yeah, then he's going to walk right out on Raw when uh, uh, here, here real soon, isn't it? When uh, Jerry Lawler and the cat. Yeah, I think it's the night after No Way Out. Or yeah. Week after. Or the it's cat right gets the no old heave ho and yeah. Jerry Lawler leaves with her. You know, that, and that was. And that didn't last. Smart. It. Say what? And that didn't last. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that, you know, he literally was, let, he literally got rid of his job for when he's done it's not even be with anymore. Yeah, right. It's like, like I, I and I can't blame that. I mean, I don't know how Jerry was in the relationship, obviously, but it's like I can't blame that on his. Like, all right, you know, seeing him by your wife, I still think it's stupid to quit your job. I mean, they, they, you know, like what the hell? Um, <laughs> they didn't do anything to you, but. Like, yeah, whatever, stand by your wife. Okay. But then she goes and freaking cheats on him, supposedly multiple times. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a gratitude you get, eh? <sighs> but, you know, all's well and ends well, I guess. And he came back. Uh, the head booker of WWF is, was, and always will be Vince McMahon. So Heyman would. Damn it, pal. <laughs> well, uh, fast forward a little bit. So Heyman would only be one member of a team. As for rumors of WWF buying ECW, word is that they aren't interested because they don't want to take on the massive debt that ECW has. Others have pointed out that WWF almost bought WCW a few months ago, and they have way more debt. That's true, but they also have two primetime TV shows on strong national networks and a lot of major stars under contract, none of which none of which ECW has. <sighs> Man, uh... Uh, fast forward here, just uh, a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, about those two primetime TV shows on strong national networks. Yikes! Uh, 
At this point, as we, as we speak right now, they're, they're probably already dead in the water. Yeah, that's true. Ah, effing blows, man. Well, and the thing is, like, everybody involved with the deals doesn't even know that they're dead yet. Like, Bischoff and his uh, investors or whatever are still operating under the impression that, oh, yeah, we got a deal going and, you know, we're going to get this rock in and whatever. And uh, I got a story about that coming up here in a second. Well. <laughs> I popped so hard when they were on Dynamite last night. Well, Q and Practical Mer. Jokers were on Dynamite last night. Just Q and Mur. Oh wow! Nice. Oh, of course, <laughs> they stole Jericho's bat, Floyd. Oh my God! Uh, where were they? I assume somewhere around New York, right? Um, I don't know where they were last night. Because usually Probably they'll around. be like yeah, at least in the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. I know when WWF goes to New York, usually like you'll see them in the front row, whatever. There, there was one you could tell like where and what season they were at, like with filming, because Murr was like his uh, eyebrows were completely shaved off. <laughs> He's sitting in the front row. Like, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> remember that. Then they make him wear Q's hair too. Remember that one? <laughs> whole, whole oh, season. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. Like, ew. it was hilarious. It was funny, but it was just like, oh man, those guys have went through some stuff, man. It's uh, and and yeah, all for our that show. Go watch it; it's amazing. Yeah, and if you have great humor, it, if if you have True TV, it's literally on all the time. It's on right now. <laughs> it's on HBO Max as well. If you have that and Hulu, I turned on, it's on Hulu, Hulu now too. Yeah, I turned it on oh, yesterday. Cool. I was like, my God, it's on here too. <laughs> it's everywhere. What's well, amazing, Whatever, man? Yep. And the movie's fun, too. I freaking love that. My, my favorite part is probably where they're in the cave. Or, well, no, that's not my favorite part. That's one of my favorite parts. And, uh, like, he pre- he pretended he was there the whole, like, since the 80s or whatever. Yeah. Of course it was Joe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, anyway. ECW still has a pay-per-view penciled in for March 11th, but there's no building booked yet, and it's looking less and less likely that it will really happen. Even if the pay-per-view does happen, ECW is pretty much dead. If Heyman can... Yeah, about that (laughs) pay-per-view. If Heyman can, he may still run sporadic shows, or spot shows here and there, using the ECW name, but as a real promotion, they're all but finished. If the pay-per-view does happen, WWF has agreed to allow any new signees to still work the show and even allow former ECW stars like the Dudleys and Taz to work the show if they want. As long as Paul Heyman owns the ECW name, he'll always be able to round out or round up in enough indie stars to put on a live show or a paper <laughs> or a pay-per-view under the ECW banner. If only. Without, yeah, right. <laughs> but without television, that's not a very profitable business. <laughs> you think? Yeah. yeah. I feel like ECW just got too big for their britches. How is that even possible? Because you I'm think. Take a pause. let's take a pause here because let me get some heat. Because ECW sucked. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're breaking any new ground by saying that, but yeah, you might piss off a few people. I don't know, man. It uh, it it, it was it was a thing, but. That can only last for so long what they're doing, man. It was like the the hot shotting of the uh, the attitude era. Like it was hot for a while, and then it's like, all right, well now we actually got to have wrestling. Yeah. So going through that right now. 
with another company. You've got to be start, able to start it hot and then show their hand. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be able to do more than just hot shot and you know whatever else. So, yeah. But I don't know. It's uh ECW was it was a it was a phenomenon for a while. Well, I, it was I, the first one to really do all the stuff it did. That's why it's remembered like that. Right. When you XPW know. came along, I well, and XPW tried to push the 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 uh, envelope even more. Like they they didn't Not the one who had the owner who was like a porn guy. That was on yeah. Dark Side of the Ring. Yep. Yeah, if anybody goes and checks out that Dark Side of the Ring uh, episode. I don't know if anybody would watch that. Man, I don't I know. And they were GCW, that's the best I can say. When ECW like looks like highbrow compared to your programming, <laughs> something's up, man. <laughs> like Paul Heyman would be like, oh, you know, don't associate with them. They're they're low class bullcrap. It's that's like too much. Yeah. Like that's pretty bad when ECW has the moral high ground on your product, man. Like, well, at least we don't do porn, sir. <laughs> well, there is that. I don't know. XPW is effing gross. Hey, Jewish I, your father couldn't even fight that in court, sir. <laughs> well, he was brought up on uh, that Rob Black guy that ran the place was brought up on charges for, you know, uh, supposedly, uh, you know, uh, not up and up stuff with the girls in his uh, movies. Oh, but... I am so shocked. You shut your mouth. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't think he ever got tried. Like, I think it was just the way they were shot. But the but the thing is, it was like, yeah, but how much is too much? Like, it's meant to look like that. But it's like, ah, come on, man. Like, you know, it's it's made to look like illegal stuff. I'll just put it that way. But it wasn't, you know, wink, wink. So, it's like, yeah, but it's still effed up at a certain point, man. <sighs> Whatever. Either way, he he wasn't a good person. Let's just throw that out there. Did he get some guy's finger cut off or something? Was that him? Uh, yeah, the Messiah. But he uh, allegedly got you know sent some guys, you know, to uh, good fellows. How you doing? Yeah, to the uh, to where this wrestler, the Messiah, lived, and. uh had his thumb cut off. So why would you cut off the thumb of somebody called the Messiah? <sighs> he was a he was a bad Messiah. Maybe I don't know. Is that even a thing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, there's there's a Messiah. A bad Messiah. That's like saying someone's a good devil. Oh, a kosher hog. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I I don't freaking know. But either way, it was just uh. <sighs> go go watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode. It was tough to get through, but it was an interesting watch. I'll say that. That whole season was tough. That one, the Jake the Snake episode. I feel like yeah. you need a shower after each one. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's not called, you know, light, happy side of the ring, but still, <laughs> you know. Uh, that is now on, well, I mean, I know you mentioned this on a previous podcast as well, but that's now on Hulu as well. If anybody goes and wants to check out Dark Side of the Ring for the first time. It is an amazing show. Yeah, it really is. That's, that's why we turn off what we're saying. Right. But anyway, the last few syndicated networks that still have ECW on the schedule ended up airing old rerun episodes from back in September since the company has stopped producing TV. With the lack of shows and TV... That's going to happen. <laughs> what? 
So yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, with the lack of shows and TV and everyone looking for work elsewhere, it's become more and more apparent that ECW is almost certainly dead. Yeah. Uh, it would outlast WCW, I believe. To be fair. Did it? I think it was after WCW closed. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, I don't think it was closed when it came to join WWE. I don't think it was officially closed yet. No, they ran like one last spot show in Arkansas or whatever the hell. And uh, Tommy Dreamer was there to turn the lights out, which... I mean, if you're going to have a wrestler there to turn the lights out, it should be him. But good grief, man. Like, Heyman couldn't even show up to say goodbye. It's just like, ah, you, you got it, Tommy. Well, it's eh, like, kind of you know, showing up to a loved one's funeral is hard. This is life, dude. Yeah, I get that. It's like, so, but my thing is like, uh, like my uncle did this to my aunt before. It's like, oh, I, you know, I. Uh, when when they had to put their dog down, he's like, "I ah, it's too tough for me. You go do it alone." <laughs> it's like that's kind of effed up to pawn it off on somebody like that. It's like, uh, couldn't you like? I'm sure it was tough for Tommy, considering he he's he'd been there since early ass days. Ish. Yeah, right. <laughs> but speaking of WCW, WCW is known to be interested in several of ECW's stars, and obviously WWF's decision to start signing them instead. Uh, is at least partly to keep WCW from getting them. Both Tajiri and Super Crazy were offered tryout matches at the latest Nitro tapings, but the offer actually pissed both men off, particularly Tajiri, who felt insulted because at, at being asked to try out, considering everyone who pays at- any attention already knows how good he is. I don't mean anything. Yeah, it's like, uh, what? Like, do Tons of people get a tryout, man. And, and plus, you've been in ECW for all these years. Maybe it doesn't translate. So you 40 know? people knew who you were. Right. And another thing is, like, I mean, that's it's like really your big dog in WCW. Well, I did good work in ECW. And? I, whatever. That seems awfully freaking arrogant. And uh, they got, I mean, they signed ECW talent before that effing sucked. So maybe they were just, you know, double checking. Oh, I don't know. You know, a certain tag team named after a uh, a rap group or a or a certain uh, man, a a certain man of sand. You know, Uh, he couldn't hack it, if you will. (laughs) Holy crap! You said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Uh, But anyway, uh, Tajiri is almost certainly going to the WWF. Ding, ding, ding. Though super crazy may not, since Vince is said to be not interested in him, and he's never really cared for Lucha Libre-style wrestlers before. Bro, nobody cares, bro. Bro, he's Mexican, bro. Why should I care? Although he doesn't wear a mask, so I can relate with him, bro. But he's brown, so I can't relate with him, bro. There's a guy who lives in New York City, by the way. Yeah, right, where, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, I'd, I'd say a, a good chunk. Do you not know his demo? <laughs> yeah, it's like a good chunk of the New York population is probably Puerto Rican, so. <sighs> bro. They're in Brooklyn, bro. Yeah, right. I live in Staten, bro. Bro, I failed Spanish, so I can't relate to him, bro. <laughs> WCW was also interested in Kid Cash. Meanwhile, Steve Carino, Simon Diamond, and Don Marie are all at Nitro looking Holy forward. Holy 
That's a hell of a trio. Steve Carino, Simon Diamond, and Dom Marie show up at Nitro. Uh, and it's well, Simon bad. and Dom were on the same team when the ECW closed. Oh, was she was with Simon, uh, Simon. She was with Simon and Swinger, yeah. Hmm. All right, well, that makes sense. Steve Carino is... Uh, and nobody probably. wanted Jack Victory in 2001, huh? <laughs> well, no, because he, he, he might steal the whole thing. High spot. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, uh, it's believed that uh, Carino has a good chance of getting signed. WCW is still hesitant to sign anyone without rock-solid evidence. Uh, I don't that they, think they were in the position of signing anybody as soon as they were on their way out. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, I'm pretty sure Bischoff came in and was like, hiring threes. Like, no one. Which, I mean, that's what I would have freaking done. But WCW is still hesitant to sign anyone without rock-solid evidence that they aren't under an ECW contract because they got burned in the past with Candido, Mike Awesome, and Sabu. WWF okay, count. I get the Sabu one, but the Candido one, they do, do know with them, and Mike Awesome, they ruined, so how do they get burned with that? Well, because, well, they're not talking about, like, that they sucked or anything. They're talking about that they got burned because they well, were they did still... Suck. They got made to suck. Right. Well, they're what they're referencing is they got burned because they were still kind of under contract with ECW, and they never oh. said anything. <laughs> so well, what's WC- that? I know the talent, obviously, but you signed somebody, shouldn't you make sure... Well, that's what uh, apparently that it's like they just never disclosed it. It's like, I mean, WCW, you can only dig so much. So uh, they also got they didn't mention this, but they also almost got burned by uh, by Raven with that. But that one, however, WCW and Raven were completely in the right with it. Paul Heyman was just like, I have the contract somewhere. It's uh, it's in this pile of papers. I'll send it to you soon. Like and then he never sent it and kept threatening them with law. Jewish lawyer father will fax it over to you, sir. Yeah, and he never, he kept threatening them, I'm going to take you to court, sir, and he never freaking did, because he never had proof. Like, I think to take somebody to court over a contract, you must first produce a contract. I think that's, you know, point number one. But I could be wrong. WWF doesn't have the same concerns, figuring that everyone 10 weeks behind on, or with everyone 10 weeks behind on pay, it would be pretty difficult for Heyman to enforce anyone's contract. I mean, that's, uh, that's a good uh, point there. Plus, they're at least trying to work with Heyman to make things as easy as possible for him. As for other guys like Sandman, C.W. Anderson, Spike Dudley, etc., uh, there doesn't appear to be any interest in them from either WWF or WCW. Hmm. Uh, any conclusions you want to draw from the, that list of names? No. <laughs> uh, it's believed it speaks for itself. Yep. Uh, Considering I already mentioned Sandman, but either way. Uh, It's believed that Tommy Dreamer could always get a job in WWF if he wants it as a writer or office worker. (laughs) It is insane that he wouldn't (laughs) even show up for five months. Yeah, right. I like how they're like, oh, yeah, Tommy Dreamer could definitely get a job in WWF backstage. (laughs) Like, that's effed up. Not that. Right. Yeah. I don't think he ever did any backstage. I mean, I. I don't know for I don't sure, know but I, I don't think he ever did backstage stuff with uh, WWF. I know he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did does with Impact or did with Impact or whatever. But I think he currently does. I think he's back now. He got suspended because of those things. Again, going back to Dark Side of the Ring, <clears throat> his comments on that <laughs> show with Flair. Yeah, basically dismissing, you know, the stuff. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, uh, Jerry Lynn was expected to wind up with WWF. Jerry Lynn. <laughs> 
but apparently they lowballed him on their contract offer and negotiations have stalled. They when you're not Mr. JL, you're behind in 10 weeks in pay and you think they lowballed you? What what were you expecting, bro? By the way, to anybody If they give know, you a check for a dollar, you're already making more than you were there. Yeah, right? Like they're going to give you McDonald's money and that's more than you're making now. Like calm down. It's sad that we're not being funny. Right. I mean, I'm not saying he should accept McDonald's money, by the way. I just want to put that out there. I'm just saying it's more than nothing. Hey, they pay pretty good money nowadays, I heard. Well, yeah, now. Yeah, because nobody will take a damn job there now. <laughs> I I mean, now I see less, you know, uh, now hiring signs up. But there for a while, it was like, it, it wasn't so much now hiring. It was uh, <laughs> Well, there for a while, like they needed to take down the signs that said now hiring and put up a sign that said, please, God, apply with us. <laughs> but would it be know, ironic if like Walmart put that sign up, please, God, sign with us. You literally yeah. asked me to come work for the devil. It's just Good ironic. Lord. We just uh, lost Walmart as a sponsor. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and finally, there's Rob Van Dam. There's nothing new on him right now. WWF Again, five months before he even appears on TV. Yep. Uh, WWF doesn't appear to be interested, so WCW may be his best option. Why would they not be interested in RVD? Like, really? Mr. Monday Night. If you had to look across the entire landscape of, of ECW at the time, <laughs> he doesn't pop right out at you as, like, we need to get him. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, who the hell else? You said he was already on WWE at 1.2. Right. And what the hell ever? I, that one doesn't. That one boggles the mind. They're not interested, except for in five months, they will be and be one of their top guys. Right. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. And Jerry Lynn, by the way, I think he popped up here really soon. I know he's it's, a light uh, heavyweight champion. pretty close, champion. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was a light heavyweight champion there for a while. And. Like, like I, at, right, right after this show, like not right after, but like within the coming weeks or at least a month, Rhino Spike Dudley debut. Right. And I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I never watched ECW ever growing up. So I had no idea who any of these guys were. They were brand new to me. And he came in the company and I was like, oh, he kind of like I'm not saying he was old. He just he has that face where he's looked the same age for like ever, you know, like Arn Anderson. He's just always looked like an old guy or middle-aged, <laughs> I should say. And I'm like, what the hell is this like middle-aged dude? And like, who, like Jerry Lynn, like it's kind of a generic name. Why do, why do I care about him? Well, I don't know why I, he wrestled. He had all that, he had all that music, that music money, right? He what? Oh, he had all that music money. And yeah. Wait, when was it that the silver side up when like got real popular? I think it was but, 99, 2000. Yeah. So yeah, he, he just had that hit album. So he, Maybe that's why he said they were lowballing him. He's like, look, I can go on tour right now. and you sell 50 million albums, you know, yeah, you are getting lowballed. Yeah, right. Uh, Long-time listeners of the podcast will get that joke, by the way. But <clears throat> either way, getting to, to the WCW side of things here. Eric Bischoff. This is, is a really be- dark time, man. You don't say, yeah. Everything is dying or dead and everybody's like looking for work. That sucks. 
But Eric Bischoff has reportedly finalized plans for a temporary shutdown of WCW, expected to take place immediately after Super Brawl or the Super Brawl pay-per-view later this month. But they had already had greed tickets sold. Yeah, Uh, well, it's uh, expected that some sort of major angle will take place at the end of the show. Rumors are that it will involve Goldberg and or even Hogan, resulting in some announcement that Nitro and Thunder have been canceled for a few weeks. As for shows that were already booked and have been advertised and sold tickets for, they're expected to be canceled, or at the very least, they may still run them as house shows. Regarding the time frame of the shutdown, that's uncertain. It's believed that it'll be about three to four weeks, likely uh, with Nitro returning uh, to TV on March 12th in Knoxville. That's a uh, hell of a place. All the major stars will be on the show when it relaunches, and it would act sort of as a reboot for WCW. While Goldberg will likely be there, he won't be doing much as he just had shoulder surgery this week, which is why they wrote him off TV at the Sin pay-per-view, which, as we mentioned before, was a Sin. Now in the uh, archives, I believe, right? Uh, we have not done Sin. We've done Greed, but I, maybe that's the Sin. I haven't put that on our uh, schedule ever. But then again, you've made it known that you're not exactly jumping to watch that. No, thing. no, that's you following the commandments, right? That's what that is. <laughs> right. Uh, WCW also doesn't plan to have a pay-per-view in April and will likely start back with monthly pay-per-views again with an event on May 6th in Las Vegas. That would have been the Big Bang pay-per-view that never ended up happening. <sighs> yeah, what could have been? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it still would have sucked. We will never know, but damn, I, I Bischoff is like getting his ducks in a row. He's like, you know, coming. I've got a story coming up here where he's like talking to talent. He's finalizing stuff. He thinks this is a done deal, man. And he said he was on vacation and gets the call. It's like, uh, yeah, the, the deal's done. Like, all right, uh, cool. Uh, he's like, uh, uh, yeah, so when do we start? And they're like, no, 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 it's finished. Like, we're not doing the deal anymore. They canceled the shows. We don't want it. I always often wonder why he didn't just buy WCW and then look for another network. I thought about that. I guess it's like, well, he needed investors. Uh, he, he couldn't have afforded it himself, according to him. And his investors pulled out as soon as they canceled the shows. Because he said the only reason his investors wanted it was for the time slots on Turner Networks. I don't know. That's just... Yeah, I, I don't understand why they didn't just shop it around. Like, nobody could have, like, did it have to be the Turner Networks? I mean, there are plenty of other channels out there. I realize it's not like today with so many different options, but there had to have been something, right? Like, you and I talked I before about, well, you and I talked before about, uh, it was a rumor there for a while that FX was interested but that never came to fruition. I say no Fox, no CBS, no NBC. Remember, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't think um, USA is NBC at this point yet. Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody wanted to compete with Vince. Like nobody. They're just like, nah. He won. F that oh, company. But if I if if I could have seen this, like even make a little bit of money, it's like you don't have to com- necessarily quote unquote compete. It's like my argument with AEW. You don't have to be quote unquote competition. You don't have to try to beat him, whatever. Just make money, man. It's like you can still be successful and make money. That's what people don't understand. Like even during the Monday Night Wars when WWF was getting beat in the ratings and like uh, 
like 97, they were still making money. Like, so they didn't, I mean, yeah, they cared, but it wasn't that big of a deal that they weren't winning in the ratings. They were still making money and being successful. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm thinking logically about it. I need to stop doing that. This is wrestling after all. (laughs) Uh, Regarding the WCW sale, although it was officially announced last month uh, by all parties involved, the sale won't actually be finalized for another month or two. There's a lot of red tape and details that have to be worked out on a sale of this magnitude. So for now, Turner still owns WCW and is trying to run it as a low, run it as low budgeted as they can while all the nitpicky stuff is settled. So while some creative changes may happen until the sale is finalized, don't expect anything that costs money to change. So for now, WCW is just treading water until everything is finalized. It sounds like it was going on right now with Activision. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know what I what I have to say about the story is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what is it with Activision? Is that being sold or oh, yeah, Xbox buying it? And like a lot of people right. are protesting it. Yeah, the Sony, that's right. The Sony side is crying about it. Aren't they taking it to court or something, trying to claim monopoly or some? Yeah, BS? they've been in court. Yeah, but yeah. apparently news today says they expect it to be finalized soon. Yeah, I mean if. If Microsoft can guarantee it's not, you know, they're not going to keep the game, but but even then, it's like, not even the library. It's just Call of Duty. That's the funny part. It's one freaking game. Yeah, now, to be a, fair, it is the game, right? Um, and I realize that's a big deal, and I can understand why they're pissed, but I don't really see a, a legal ground a ten for year, uh, they gave them a ten year deal with Call of Duty. Huh? Yeah, I I don't understand because uh, like, what is the argument? We want that game. Okay, like I don't think that's really legal ground to argue, stand on. Even though this hasn't been said, this is just my thought. I think the argument is they just don't want a game on there that's published by an Xbox and own thing. Yeah, I think they're still pissed off that they lost exclusive rights to MLB the Joe. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, it's like I know you want Call of Duty and it's a big game, but I don't understand. It's not like. Well, here's my thing about it too. If you're Xbox and you're and you're about to own this company, would you pull a game that makes all that money off the other system? It makes more money on yeah. PlayStation, apparently. That's what I've heard. Wow. Like it sells more on PlayStation. Why the hell would you go and say, hey, we're pulling it from PlayStation? So I guess up your hardware sales yourself, but that would be stupid. Yep. I don't know. I'm not a financial expert. I just play well on the podcast. So. <laughs> right. Eric Bischoff held a meeting before Nitro with the wrestlers and basically said that that Johnny Ace is in charge now. Well, joy. Hey, boss. Pull your pecs for you. Hey, Eric, your hair is looking awfully awesome today, and you look awfully vascular under that leather jacket. Oh, your karate kicking leg? (laughs) What the hell? Uh, He said that himself, Ed Ferrara, and Terry Taylor would be glad to listen would be glad to listen to any ideas people have for angles or whatever, but the final yes or no on all of those decisions is going to Johnny Ace and People Power. Uh, he also talked about some of the wrestlers being out of shape, getting blown up in the ring, etc., and after the meeting, he met privately with a few guys to tell them to lose weight. <laughs> oh. uh, I can't even imagine who that would be. Uh, some wrestlers argued that it's hard to stay in ring shape when the company is outrunning 
one show a week, and a lot of times these guys only work one two- to three-minute match per week. I mean, that's true. Anyway, Bischoff also asked everyone to start dressing and presenting themselves more professionally. Why is oh, that always so Vince didn't start that. Yeah, it's like, why is this a thing that pops up every couple of years? But dressing like a slob on the road, damn it. Uh, so, this one's gonna, I, I mean, sucks what happened to him, but it's funny, the speculation. Uh, it's widely believed that WCW will hire Road Dog now that WWF has released him. Uh, well, should I queue it up again? <laughs> yeah, not exactly. It's going back. Why the I don't think he would WCW? go back. Uh, At least to wrestle. Wait. Was he done? As of now? I believe so. I don't think he wrestled in WWE after this. Other than that, re- that when he came back with the Outlaws and they lost the Tag Tiles of the Usos. Well, when was the getting rowdy stuff with Kate Quick? Was that already happened? That was, that, was, that was like right before all this we're talking about right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe he is done. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, wait. But, we're forgetting. We know where he went. Uh, well. Yeah. I hella blanked. Forgot well, about that. Bef- before he went there, he ended up going to the WWA, I think it was called. And, uh, everybody. Yeah, that was, uh, th- that was that place that they tried to hire all the old WCW guys and, uh, they made him a top guy for reasons. Look, I love the road dog, but really he's in your main event. Okay. But yeah, this one will, this one will hurt you, man. Midian was released this week. Oh, buy him and his wiener. Rumor has he was naked when he got the release papers. Yeah. Uh, where do I put it? Your fanny pack, pal. I don't think you should, you should ever be saying, where will I put it when you're naked? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, but he, now he has to go streak at a football game. Uh, hey, they could have hired him for the XFL. You could have just real football or that cute sport called soccer. Uh, well, I was going to say real football, but I'm talking about the XFL. So he could have just been their weekly streaker. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this upset some people because he's popular backstage and reportedly really funny to hang out with. And they just didn't have anything for him. Funny sell tickets, though. <laughs> funny how? Like funny ha ha? Am I a clown to you? Huh? When I run around shaking my wiener and wearing my fanny pack? Huh? Is that funny to you? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Shawn Michaels' contract expires in June, and he's negotiating an extension. The plan is still to bring him back for a match at WrestleMania, but WWF is hesitant to push him on TV unless he signs an extension. Uh, they don't want to make a big deal out of his return, have him work a <laughs> have him work a high-profile match, and then show up. Fast forward a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, they well, you got to have the stipulations on here. They don't want to make a big deal out of his return and then have him work a high-profile match and then show up in WCW two months later. Yeah, because that was a possibility. Uh, Michaels is planning thing with that guy, huh? Right. Uh, Michaels is planning to shut down his wrestling school, and his TWA promotion has already stopped running shows. So he's attempting to get 100% back into being an on-screen performer, either as a wrestler or something else. Fast forward about a year and a half, and boom. But yeah, it's not happening. They didn't make a big deal out of that. 
Yeah. Well, at the time, they made a big deal out of it because they were like, where the hell else is he going to go? Like, if he does screw us over, it's like, where is he going to go? TNA? At the time, they probably didn't even know what the hell TNA was. They hired his cousin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man, they beat that to death. They let you know every single show that was his cousin. Yeah, oh, that's Shawn Michaels' cousin. You know, the guy with the with the ponytail that dances and he hits the, the super kick and the flying elbow. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown is being pushed hard as the A show right now because it faces such strong competition on Thursday nights from shows like Friends and Survivor. Raw this week was mostly just a two-hour commercial to promote SmackDown on Thursday. <laughs> wow. Remember when Taz Smackdown. used to take pot shots at Friends all the time? <laughs> I don't remember that. But then again, I was going to say, uh, SmackDown at this time was on UPN. To anybody who doesn't remember the UPN, well, most people don't. <laughs> like, I personally, where I lived, I did not get UPN. So my dad had to rig up something in the basement with uh, bunny ears going through the rafters and crap of the basement just to just to get a grainy-ass picture of SmackDown. This was something. China is the latest WWF China. star to, to release an autobiography, ghostwritten, of course. I will never across- see that in the Dollar, in the dollar Tree. I swear you on my life it was there. Yes. Wow, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, it came across that she basically hates 90% of the people who have been a part of her life, including her parents and various surrogate parents from her childhood. She wrote wow. about being... Uh, that sucks. She wrote about being upset with her dad that, or that her dad came to see her wrestle and she refused to see him and then got mad when other WWF wrestlers went to meet with him. Wow. That's uh, crappy. Uh, she also described her trainer, Killer Kowalski, as a stereotypical out-of-touch man and made fun of his looks, personality, and hairpiece to the point that she was just being cruel. Good God. She trashed her ex-boyfriends, co-workers, and especially ripped on every woman she's ever wrestled against. She flat-out denied ever using steroids. Okay. And basically, a big chunk of the book was China trying or talking about how much she hated everyone who was allegedly wrong, or and she was allegedly wrong throughout her life. That's a hell of a way to go. Yeah, that's a hell of a way to go through life, man. You just, good lord. And unfortunately, like, I, I mean, the way her life went after this, I don't think uh, it improved much. But I don't know. Either way. Bobby Eaton has been signed by WWF to be the head trainer in the Memphis Developmental Territory. I mean, no joke, if you're going to hire somebody to to train your younger talent, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Bobby freaking Eaton, man. Who would have thought A-Train would be the guy? Yeah, right. I don't know how long Bobby Eaton, like, hung in there, but I feel like... I didn't uh, know he was ever there, so this is news to me. Yeah, right. Well, it's a Memphis territory. I'm going to assume that was deep south. So I wonder if he trained, uh, if he helped train Kenny Omega when he was there. <laughs> Twinkle that, toes. Gary's that uh, because because uh, Cornell would be all over that to this day. <laughs> got trained by Bobby Eden. Now you're running. I think he got, think he got a hand in training with uh, with uh, uh, what's his name? Harley Race. Oh, Harley Race didn't like him apparently. Really. Uh, and then didn't he have like a, a mustache kind of like Harley racer for a bit? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
uh, what's your finisher, kid? Like, uh, the the one winged angel. The one winged fairy. The the V trigger. I'll move. (laughs) Anyway, Bob Orton Jr.'s son, Randy, is said to be showing a lot of improvement in a short period of time wrestling in OVW. Flop. And he would go nowhere, never do anything. Goodbye. Get the hell out of here. Who the hell is Randy <laughs> Orton? His son of son of Cowboy Bob? <laughs> yeah, like... Whose bags are he, is he carrying? <laughs> uh, I always laughed thinking about that. Like, like, my dad always talked about that. He was like, the son of Cowboy Bob. Like, really? <laughs> and then he became this huge star. Like, yep. This goes to show you can't always uh, tie the kid to their parent. Tell always skips the generational. <laughs> well, All Japan Pro Wrestling held its big Tokyo Dome show, which I'm sure, you know, Uncle Dave was all over, drawing about 32,000 fans. But the crowd was heavily papered. The announced crowd, or they announced a crowd of 58,700, but it was really nowhere close. Shut the f up, Dave. Wow, yeah, because he was there with his little clicker, right? Yeah, well, Uncle Dave is e- even doing this to Japan. How about that? The fact that he's doing this to Japan, you might be able to take that one to the bank, but <laughs> I don't know. Or he's just showing that, uh, you know, you just this is a thing with him. I don't believe it, so I'm going to publish that it's not. Well, actually, they said it was 100000 but it was more like 32000 <laughs> Like, why does he care? Right, he does that to, like, the fact like, that he's like, doing does that. He get, does, he get, does he get, like, paid from somebody to... Expose, quote, the unquote, quote, unquote, truth. Hell if I know, man. I mean, the fact that he has skipped from doing this in wrestling, that now he's doing this to the NBA is just pathetic. Like, dude, get a life, man. Like, you're you're so full of crap. And, but the thing is, he reports it and the rest of the Internet just runs with it. And that becomes the, the quote, unquote, real story from then on out. Yeah, we're going to get in trouble for talking about them running with it now, too. Well, Uncle Dave said, therefore, it is. Like, God. This is like Jesus to them, isn't it? And like his newsletter is the Bible. Yeah, well, it's just everywhere. And then people who don't know anything about wrestling uh, will also take this as like, oh, well. Yeah, they he, think he's he a terrible source. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he must know because uh, we don't. And then they run with his numbers and figures like it's real. And like I said, that's how it becomes gospel, man. <sighs> But anyway, the crowd. Is I would like to dr- ask somebody who's like a hardcore believer in his. Like, what has he done to make you think he's legitimate? He's never wrestled. At least his little douchebag uh, nephew wrestles. Well, I mean, he's right most of the time. Like, is he though? I mean, he's right with some stuff. I'll give him that. I'm not going to say he's wrong all the time. If he was, I wouldn't be using any of his stuff for the show. But well, he's right with everything except, you know, except when plans change on the fly. Yeah. Just well, this is definitely going to happen. Hashtag plans change. I always like when he, he bakes it into the story. This will happen unless plans change. <laughs> like, Plan to screw okay. me over, aren't they? <laughs> right. Uh, but the crowd was mostly drawn by the nostalgia of the show. It was built around honoring Giant Baba, the retirement of Stan Hansen, and the return of names like Neil Mascaris, Terry Funk, Atsushi Onita, and Abdullah the Butcher, who were all Much huge. more on Giant Baba than last episode. Yes, uh, this past Wednesday, or no, last week. Sorry, we talked about it. Uh, It's on our YouTube. I made a video about it. If you guys want to check it out. 
But anyway, they were all huge stars in all Japan pro wrestling in years and decades past. So, hey, anytime you want to pop a rating, you know, bring in the old guys. Speaking of old guys, there's somewhat good news for Kenta Kobashi following his recent surgeries. It turns out that his right knee wasn't as bad as they expected. They still did surgery, transplanting cartilage from his right elbow to his right knee. Uh, yeah. But th- yeah, but there wasn't as much ligament damage as they feared. Kobashi is now talking about returning to the ring in six months, but that's just not enough time. Uh, flash forward, he does, and uh, yeah, it's he's okay, but well, it's like this next guy I'm about to talk about. It's like, uh, look, you're a legend, we like seeing you, but damn, man, like, your body is effed. Like, just go home and sit in a rocking chair, man. Like, enjoy enjoy the fact that you can still kind of walk. You don't have to destroy yourself. I feel like the next story is about Hulk Hogan. Uh, it's a good guess, but no. Uh, it's KJ Muto, actually. He signed a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling this week, and it's a unique deal. Muto signed on to work a maximum of only 50 dates due to all of his knee injuries, and he's the first wrestler in New Japan Pro Wrestling history who will be paid a percentage of the gate for shows that he works, rather than getting a guaranteed salary like everyone else. Uh, Masa Chono is hoping to get a similar deal. Who? I said Masa, so... Masa, my hero, Shono. Who the hell's hero is he, besides Eric Bischoff, apparently? Eric Bischoff, that's all I know. He needs to update his heroes list, man, because that's uh, kind of lame. But, eh, hey, whatever. But anyway, uh, it's but he's hoping to get a similar deal since his body is destroyed and he's not wanting to work as much. And Hashimoto is seemingly gone from the company right now. All of this explains why New Japan Pro Wrestling has gotten behind Kensuke Sasaki so much, making him the focal point of the company because they don't really have any other believable full-time top uh, full-time top stars. Oh gosh! <laughs> I like how that's like the second show in a row where it's like, who else do we got? This guy, yeah, he's he'll be fine. Put him on top of the card. Like, good lord. Either way, Shinya Hashimoto is starting up his own Zero One promotion, running his first show at Sumo Hall next month, using himself as talent on loan from Noah and Inoki. Yeah, uh, Zero One was like the other other promotion for a while over in uh, uh, over in Japan. I, I know Ring of Honor worked with him for a while, and uh, Samoa Joe did a lot of work over there. Superstars of Wrestling, the promotion that ran shows in Australia last year with Dennis Rodman, announced another tour next month that will be headlined by Ultimate Warrior. Uh, It will be Warrior's first time back in the ring since his 1998 run in WCW. That being said... Was this his his great match with Orlando Jordan? No, actually. (laughs) uh, Well, actually... This is Warrior, so who knows if this will even happen. And it does not happen, so there's that. Oh. Yeah. Getting into out of the ring stuff here. These stories are effed up for various reasons. There was a big story a while back about Dr. Hackett in Indianapolis, who was known to have prescribed drugs to several wrestlers, including some who have died, like Brian Pillman and Luis Piccoli. That's a couple of uh, wrestlers you don't exactly want on your patients list. Well, Dr. Hackett got indicted this week on 48 different charges related to overprescribing drugs and making false statements and a bunch of other stuff. 
Hackett was the most well-known doctor in wrestling since Dr. Zahorian, whose downfall led to the WWF's early 1990s steroid scandal. The pills that Spicoli overdosed on were prescribed by Hackett. Uh, after Pillman's death in 1997, WWF banned Hackett and other well-known drug-pushing doctors from its locker rooms. Many of the doctors were upset, none more than Hackett. He claimed that the push that uh, the push-out was due to racism because he's black, uh, and he made a big stink of it. Good lord. Were the other doctors black or, you know, non-white or whatever? Or just you? Because it sounds to me like they pushed quite a few of them out. And you just happen to be the one screaming racism. But whatever. Either way, despite being told not to see him, several wrestlers in both WWF and WCW continue to go to him because, well, he's easy to get drugs from. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Is- yep. Hackett is facing a bunch of charges, revoked medical license, prison time, and nearly half a million dollars in fines. Oh, man. About that. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, at the. I, I don't know whatever happened to him. I didn't do any follow up. So if anybody knows if, uh, you know, what happened to this guy, I think I looked him up before and it, I don't think he got his license revoked because I think I saw that he has a medical like he has an office somewhere in Indianapolis still. So I don't know. But this one, we talked about this in the early days of the podcast, and here's kind of a follow up on it. The murder trial of 13 year old Lionel Tate was decided this week when Tate was found guilty of first-degree murder. The case stemmed from Tate beating a six-year-old girl to death back in 1999. The case made national headlines when Tate's lawyer argued that Tate had been influenced by watching wrestling and attempting uh, and attempted to subpoena Sting, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and others to testify. Parent-Teacher Council, PTC, uh, latched onto this case, using it as an example of how WWF is responsible for children's deaths which has been a big part of their campaign to get sponsors to pull out of SmackDown. I can't tell you how many times I've watched my friend make sure his kid was not watching bad stuff on TV. It's weird how he's a parent. It's really weird. Yeah. What do you mean, man, that you're responsible for what your kid can watch? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It's not like, you know, you pay for the TV or anything. Like, God, whatever. But the judge didn't allow the wrestling defense with, you know, because apparently this judge had, I don't know, some common sense uh, with the prosecution arguing that the girl's injuries that killed her went far beyond just a wrestling move gone wrong, saying she was severely beaten for a lengthy amount of time and her injuries didn't line up with Tate's version of wrestling moves gone wrong. As for the lawyer who tried to bring wrestling into it, as part of their lawsuit against the PTC, the WWF also sued him. There you go. Anyway, following the guilty verdict, Tate now faces life in prison without parole. Damn, man. You know how bad you your crime has to be when you're a, like a teenager and you get life without parole? That's yeah, I can imagine. Awful. And I, I've only seen it like a couple of times when the judge is like, look, you have zero remorse. There's something wrong with you. You just you can't be around in civil society ever again. Like, that's that's bad, man. I, I remember this case growing up because, like I said, it was national news. And yeah, they blamed wrestling. So they always had to throw that into it. 
Yeah, like, but one thing we've pointed out in the past, it's always WWE taking the heat and now they're subpoenaing Sting. It's clearly not WWE. But yeah, finally, right. they give the blame to someone else. <laughs> well, I forget what we were talking about a while back, but like, um, um, they said, we were talking about like, Nitro was number one at the time, but still WWE's taking the heat for crap like this. Yep. Not the number one show. Nope. It's one of our old shows we reviewed. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember talking about that. Yeah, and uh, well, and yeah, and it was during the eighty-three week stretch of like, you know, that's that's over a year for WCW is like the top dog, but nope, still WWF taking the heat. But yeah, look at that list of names: Hulk Hogan, Sting, The Rock. They're just trying to bring in like high-profile top dog names in the business. Easy, good grief. Waste their damn time too. Like I don't think like none of them showed up because, like I said, the you know the the judge was like, yeah, you, this is not a defense. F that and threw it out. But anyway, that was a depressing note to end on. Now let's get into some raw. Uh, we're gonna take our next break. We like your ball. <laughs> uh, on the other end of this break, we're gonna get into raw from February of two thousand one. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Muddy 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you! Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. You think you know me, Emily? The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's WWF Raw is War number 402. Took place February 5th, 2001 from the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, Georgia. Attendance 24,639. <laughs> Uh, and the attend or excuse me, the TV rating was a 5.0, which is just you think about like hardly anything. I'm pretty sure that's all like that. five show, all four shows, five you want to count impact this uh, <laughs> in one week combined nowadays, right? Yeah, the I mean, there's one guy that you know that 
claims that more people than that are watching wrestling. <laughs> but uh, besides him, nobody's like. I do believe crazy. people that are watching, just not on typical ways. Yeah, I, well, I remember there for a while. I would watch like highlights on YouTube for I think it was a good year or so. I was watching that way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's to this level, though. I mean, this was like the 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 peak, or well, one of them. Also, got to remember back then there was no YouTube or nothing like that, so you had to watch it, yep. or you can watch yeah. every Saturday and Sunday morning show to recap the whole thing. Yep, this was it. But we start the show off with the thorn in your eye intro and crap tons of pyro going off. This was how I remember Raw starting off. This I get show, a it, with, that, with that opening still. <laughs> say what? I'm not going to lie, I get a stiffy with that opening still. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. That song, the uh, the the pyro, I mean, it's just like, hell yeah. Reminds me of my childhood. But... This show is especially crazy to think about since WWF, as we mentioned, was in WCW's backyard, and WCW is about to be shut down in about a month. So it's just one and final. This is not F-E. like a show where they brought it in to give them the finger and laugh at them, because this is probably booked way in advance. Right. Yeah, this was like a like one final kick in the balls and middle finger right before you know they shut down. But our first match of the night, we get a title match. It's Chris Jericho defending the WWF Intercontinental title against Matt Hardy with Lita in his corner. She's looking all the way alive. It was about five minutes. Himaleko comes out before the match starts with uh, Lita uh, to watch Lita from the stage. Dean yeah, I like to watch too. <laughs> uh, Dean distracts Matt a couple of times during the match as well. Uh, Lita actually hits a flying Lita Kinrana behind the referee Teddy Long's back at one point. Yes, Teddy Long was a ref. Uh, later, Matt holla, gets... holla, holla. <laughs> he did not make this a tag match player. A couple of those Matt coming gets... up, though, that I'm sure he made. Uh, Matt gets dumped outside of the ring, and Dimalenko attacks him, knocking him into Lita. Uh, Dean rolls him back in. Jericho hits the Lion Salt and wins. Uh, did you rate any of these matches? I did not. I really don't rate Raw matches because they're not really lengthy and... matches. Nowadays, you probably can justify it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, especially back, nowadays. Yeah. Back then, yeah. I mean, this was a long match. Four matches on a two-hour show, dude. Come on. That should tell you something right there. Yeah. Uh, well, this one, I, this was almost like kind of a long match for a Raw. It was like almost five minutes. And that's, like, back then, that was not a thing. But after the match, Dimalenko creepily stalks Lita until Matt Hardy attacks him. As opposed Here. to the kindly stalking. Well, yeah. Creepily well, stocks. Oh, well, he could have been like, hey there, Lita. He How you that. doing? He creepily stocks. Oh, yeah. Because, you know. He, he could have been stalking uh, her and, you know, bringing her coffee or something. I mean, that's at least a nice way of stalking. I don't know. <laughs> but Perry Saturn runs out and attacks Matt. And then Chris Jericho comes to Matt's aid. Eventually, the radicals back off until Eddie Guerrero slides in the ring behind Jericho's back and attacks him. Uh, Malenko and Saturn come into the ring now and attack Jericho. Terry Runnels randomly comes out at the end just to join them in the ring when they're all done. You know what I didn't realize until just now? What? Other than Benoit, all the radicals were perverts. <laughs> yeah, he had Perry Saturn with Terry Runnels. And his uh, mom. Gr- yeah. <laughs> uh, Terry, and then he had Eddie with China, Dean with 
apparently a bunch of women. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. But backstage, The Rock comes into the arena and is approached by Kevin Kelly. You know, Hermie. Oh, man, uh, you said it. Wow. They even, well, uh, King hey, if you don't like Hermie. commentary. Say what? And if you don't like Hermie, you know. Please die. <laughs> but he tries to get uh, comments, but The Rock takes off his jacket, drops his bag, and heads for the arena. By the way, uh, you guys can go check out our shorts on YouTube where we talk about how Dave Meltzer told people to go die if uh, they don't like Kevin. I'm Kelly. glad you put some context in that because it's not good to just hang in for new people. Right. Yeah. Go check that out. I, I actually have a picture of the tweet in the short. So you can that see he, of course, deleted because he never said it because, you know, once you delete it, you never said it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But unfortunately for Uncle Dave, the Internet is forever. So when The Rock gets in the ring, he lets it be known that he's pissed at Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin for screwing him out of the WWF title on SmackDown. The Rock says that Triple H can play his little games on it on his time, his wife's time, his father-in-law's time, or go back home and kick out the sailors and circus midgets having their way with his mom and play games on her time. Good Lord. <laughs> he said this. Not in 2023, uh, folks. Nope. But he said he's not going to play games on his time. By the way, I just, like I, I forgot that that T-shirt existed that, that Triple H wore on this Raw. I get it now as an adult. I didn't get it back then because I wasn't a smart. But I had it. Yeah, I like the how the front says game over and then the back says damn right I'm over. <laughs> it sounds like such a young bucks thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Triple H was a Triple H was a smart before any of them. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Good grief. I, they, I, I had to like double take. I was like, holy crap, that was a thing. But anyway, uh, he then challenges Triple H to come out and take him on right now. Stephanie McMahon comes out now, and she's clearly cold, by the way. Just going to leave that there. All the way cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's looking like the women on Friends, if you catch my drift. She starts to talk, and The Rock asks if uh, she's mad because she's get, she gets more balls thrown at her than Chipper Jones at batting practice. <laughs> Mother of God. Again, something you wouldn't hear in 2023. This brings Triple H out now, and he says that Stone Cold screwed him over, uh, not The Rock. Then he says that since he can't kick Austin's ass right now, he's going to kick The Rock's ass. Before he can get in the ring, however, Kurt Angle interrupts. He says that neither Triple H nor The Rock can beat him, and at WrestleMania, it's set with him versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mr. McMahon comes on the stage. You got that soundbite? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You, you, you mean this one? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ironically, but, the guy Angle's in the face, he's not even like talking to at this at this night. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mr. McMahon comes onto the stage now, and when the fans call him an asshole, he says that if they're not nice to him, they won't get a future XFL franchise. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, well. <laughs> turns out nobody's getting a future XFL franchise. So. <laughs> uh, but The Rock threatens to shove an XFL football where the sun don't shine for Vince. God. Man, how ironic is it now? 2023, The Rock owns the damn thing. 
Yeah, how about that? But Vincent says that in the interest of fairness and in what he thinks the fans want to see tonight, Triple H will, ste- and will team up with Stone Cold Steve Austin to take on The Rock and Kurt Angle. He also reminds Triple H that if there is any physicality between Triple H and Austin, Triple H is suspended for six months and Austin loses his WrestleMania title shot. So keep that in mind, people. God dang it, pal. If he could go, if he could get in a time machine and go back to 2001, he'd smack himself. God dang it, pal. It's a title opportunity. Nobody says title shot. God dang it. You just smeared all over the business. The hell? (laughs) That's my favorite Vincism ever, according to Bruce Pritchard. He said he literally said that to him one time. But anyway, up next, we get a little dose of racism. It's Edge and Christian taking on oh, Kai and Tai of uh, Takamichinoku yeah. and Shofunaki. It goes for about four and a half minutes. This is Funaki. Smackdown. Yeah. Number one. Yep. Who I believe still works there to this day. But before the next match starts, ENC mouth their promos while someone speaks in Japanese over the speakers. Because you see, the gimmick is that Kai and Tai speaks in Japanese, but their mics are muted, and someone speaks in English, like, you know, the old Godzilla movies over the speakers. And so E and C are doing it in reverse. Right. Aha. Haha. Anyway, uh, when Kai and Tai comes out, they say that E and C's Japanese is off, and that they, what they just said was that they're going to engage in sexual relations with a camel. Uh, I liked when King asked Jr. He's like, "Do you think it's a one humper or a two humper?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jr. is like, "Well, God, I don't know. God dang it!" <laughs> he gets so angry about it. But once they get in the ring, ENC beat the piss out of him. In the end, Taka gets crotched on the top rope. Edge spears Funaki, and then ENC hit what they call the stackplex on Taka to win. Yeah. They basically just buried Kai and Tai here. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they were hot. Well, yeah, they were a hot property. They were getting over huge, man. I don't know about you, but uh, I used to pop for the whole indeed. I laughed like, at I first, and then I realized how stupid it was later. I mean, it was effing stupid, but of course. But I don't know. I always got a kick out of it. Stephanie McMahon is yelling at the makeup woman backstage now, saying that the maid told her this morning that she found her mother's earring in her dad's room. And she says that it's not her mother's earring, and she trot and she's tired of her dad's rendezvous and is going to confront him about it. William Regal is seen in a mirror overhearing all of this. Somehow, I don't think the makeup lady gives a damn. <laughs> and we gave it away. The fact that she was standing there looking confused, <laughs> like I don't want to be a part of a wrestling angle. Why am I here? But in Mr. McMahon's office, he's supposedly talking to someone on the phone about how awesome the XFL is and about how everyone loves it. <laughs> so he's lying, basically. Oh, man. <sighs> Good to know. Stephanie then storms in and demands to know what's going on between Vince and Trish Stratus. He denies anything going on, and Stephanie reveals the earring. Vince claims that that's that they're just friends. And William Regal comes in now. I wish I had friends like that. Yeah, right. Uh, William Regal comes in and thanks Vince for allowing him to use his room last night. Regal then takes the earring and says that he'll make sure it gets back to the proper owner. Sure. 
Stephanie seems shocked and disgusted. Oh, yeah, it's the I mean, you're letting another dude use your room. That's uh, something. But either way, Stone Cold Steve Austin now comes walking into the arena and is confronted by Kevin Kelly. Another Hermes sighting who reveals to him what Vince McMahon said and or the, the match that Vince McMahon made for the main event. Austin said, we'll see about that. And then he storms off. <sighs> and now another segment as the cat knocks on APA's office door before coming in and saying that uh, she was interrupted last week. She's trying to make a speech about the right to nudity and needs a little protection. Farouk says that they don't use protection. And Bradshaw says that they're not little, but for some cash, they'll <laughs> help her. She says she doesn't have cash. And they say they don't take checks or cards. She then says, what about this? And opens her coat and flashes them. The APA says that they'll make that work. Good God. You now see a clip from Raw last week where Crash Holly come, was uh, fighting with Raven outside of the arena. And a masked woman helps Raven out by knocking out Crash. Molly Holly tries to get involved, but the woman, the masked woman beats her. Uh, and then Raven wins the hardcore title. Back to this week, Molly's pacing in the parking lot when Michael Cole asks her why she's there. I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, but either way, uh, she alleges that she is uh, 275 pounds of pure muscle and says that she's going to avenge her cousin Crash. Oh, God. By the way, do you remember who the masked woman is? I think it was Tori, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. If I remember sense. right, yeah. And then, and then actually, it's a mask. We never see her again. I wish it's <laughs> a mask on Sunday Heat as well, by the way. So I've never even get seen by people. Oh, and it's just God. God. And that goes over like a wet fart in church. Oh, that was one of those. Uh, what do we do? Uh, let's write her off quick. Now we get the Dudley boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, defending the WWF World Tag Team titles against the Brothers of Destruction, Kane and Undertaker. This goes about eight minutes. Another long match. How about that? Uh, you know, this is quite the upgrade, by the way, going from taking on the Gangsters and Public Enemy to now taking on Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would say they traded up. But in the end, the referee goes outside of the ring to monitor Kane and Devon. Undertaker chokeslams Bubba when uh, Edge and Christian run in with chairs. They miss hitting the Undertaker, and the Taker knocks him out of the ring, taking a chair from him. Ref gets in the ring to see the Undertaker holding a chair and calls for the bell, disqualifying Undertaker and Kane because the ref is an idiot. Ah, man. This one was, uh, decent. Sure. At least we get kind of a match on, on Raw. How about that? Two title matches. They're, they're trying to make this show matter. The Undertaker's furious and chases the referee out into the back er, uh, of the arena. And now... is definitely to the back now because we go back to Mr. McMahon's office where he's with Trish Stratus. She's angry that Stephanie has made accusations about them. Yeah, how dare she state the truth? Asshole. Live uh, on TV. But now Stone Cold barges in says that he actually loves the main event match. Vince says that he doesn't want Austin to think that he's trying to screw him. And Austin says, screw me, Vince. It's pretty obvious you're trying to screw somebody else. Uh, oh, good Lord. 
Speaking all of like this. I know. Like, dude, why were we always getting an angle about, like, Vince being a perv with some hot chick? Like, cool? Damn it, pal. Sex. Damn it, pal. Write me an angle where I'm making out with a blonde chick with big boobs. (laughs) Oh, man. But speaking of sex, the cat comes to the ring now with the APA. The cat talks about how bad the right to censor is and how great nudity is. I can't disagree. She says that her new group is the right to nudity. <laughs> hey, new member. Yeah, because when I think of right to nudity, man, I think of Bradshaw and Farouk. Yeah, right. Well, she, she's per- getting them to protect her while her and Naked Midian are about to make it. He's about to make his big return. They fired I don't want to see her wrestle, man, but I like to see her box. <laughs> Good lord. By the way, uh, King is just over the commentator jerking his little weenus. And he even takes his damn shirt off. So, good god. Getting weird, guys. <laughs> the right to Shirtless censor... King, naked Midian. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all in with this one. <laughs> the right to censor finally interrupts this damn segment and gets into the into a brawl with the APA... Steven Richards corners the cat and calls her a little slut. Again, something else you wouldn't see in 2023. And then she makes out with him. Yeah, because that's what women frequently do when you call them a slut. But this distracts him long enough for him to get a clothesline from hell from Bradshaw. The cat is about to disrobe before... Not to spoil anything, that's going to be the most interesting part of this whole segment. Right. Uh, The cat is about to disrobe and then ivory jumps her from behind and then takes off to the back and the cat chases her what the fuck <laughs> the word fire comes to mind yeah eh, well you know last time they were here they had a literal plate of dog poo and here well right the whole show is about sex <laughs> yeah right you want crap or sex, pal? God dang it. Crap sells uh, and sex sells. Damn it. Well, they mentioned the XFL quite a bit on this show, so we do have a bunch of crap on the show, but here it is. <laughs> we see Molly Holly doing push-ups in the parking lot now when Raven approaches and says that for years he thought his family was screwed up, but the Hollies are way worse. Molly asks Raven if his woman is coming, and Raven says that she's coming. He doesn't have an, uh, but he doesn't have a woman yet. So is he going to creep on Molly? Okay. That sounds like someone about to do drugs, creeping up on Molly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just nudging people at the party. Yeah, I'm looking for Molly. Have you seen her? Have you ever seen Good Boys? Uh, I've not. You don't get the reference, then. But uh, great movie. You should see it. In Vince McMahon's office, yet again, he's talking to Trish about the XFL. Yet again. Again. This leads to an excuse for him to get her in the center's position. Again. That's what we want to see. By the way, this is the first of two guys she's going to do this with. Uh, But this, uh, Al Snow finally comes in and Vince rushes Trish off out of the room. Al says that he saw what Vince did to Mick Foley, and he's worried about what he'll do to him. Vince says he doesn't give a damn about Mick Foley, 
but Al is competing tonight. They shake hands as Al walks off. Back in the parking lot. McFoley, but Al Snow is my like. Yeah, exactly. Who gives a damn about McFoley? Al Snow, you're a primetime player. God dang it. I'll slap you for that. Al Snow in the main event. Best idea I had since the XFL. I'm sitting here with Trish and I thought about you, Al, and your head. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. I couldn't get it up until I thought about you, Al. This show will not air. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of that, I finally saw MJF's promo, by the way. How the oh, F is, Speaking of not making it to air, how did that make it on TV? Because it was live, Al. Pretty sure he just admitted to a crime, multiple crimes, on air. <laughs> that just goes back to the old wrestling trope of, look, as long as you admit your like a, a multitude of crimes on a wrestling show, it's fine. Yeah, it was a rough watch, dude. Yeah. yeah I almost killed a chick. I may have uh, paralyzed This is their life. world champion, folks, and I love MJF. Keep in mind. Yeah. I saw all these people on Twitter just, like, losing their mind over it. Oh, this is why he's the best in the business. I'm like, this? Like, that's sick. Like, that's yeah, not literally even, like, point out, by the way, his match. He's only wrestled once in the past two months. <laughs> yeah, right. But my thing is, like, how does this get him over as a heel? Oh, whoa, it makes him look like an a-hole. Like, yeah, but... Attempted like, murder, almost? Yeah, it's like, oh, well, hey, let me tell you about this story where I almost killed somebody back in uh, high school. It's like, what and the... It looks like she almost killed me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, dude, Why? And by the way, do you realize, like, did you hear that crowd, like, at the end of that story? They effing popped. Yep. Like, what sick effing freaks. Whatever. Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I don't want to get it. I don't know. But back in the parking lot, speaking of not getting it, a car speeds in and Molly Holly attacks it and the masked woman is in the driver's seat. As you know, you always drive with a mask on. Found a Hummer there. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and no, that's a window, folks. It's a WCW thing. <laughs> yeah, we got to clarify. Uh, but I, I was going to say, who's who drives with a mask on? But then again, in today's world, quite a few people. Uh, anyway, I still don't understand that. Even during uh, the height of COVID, why would you have a mask on your own dumb in damn car? Well, that's like wearing a condom in bed while you masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole show. Uh, but Raven helps out and gets low-blowed by Molly. This leads to the masked woman knocking Molly out, rushing Raven into the car and How taking off. Say what? How do we know the masked woman is a woman? I mean, I'm just going to assume by the giant cans, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm stereotyping. But this also leads to my question here. Why was this woman, Raven, and Molly Holly on this show this is all they did keep in mind i told you this all comes to a head on sunday night heat so they're yeah. on raw with this that's gonna pay off on the show that less people watch than rampage well my thing is like if they were uh doing something like if one of them had a match on the show okay but molly and raven literally showed up to stand around and then the masked woman pulled in to give raven a ride out of there why? What were the section you windows? Will you stop? 
<laughs> I know I'm overthinking. I I'm putting too much logic into this. By the way, this next part, I forgot. Like, I don't remember this. You don't want to. <laughs> well, we see an interview earlier in the day where Michael Cole asks too cool what they think about Rikishi now teaming with Haku. Man, they're getting uh, the head shrinkers back together, man. But, well, they weren't just, head shrinkers, uh, but... Lazy booking. Yeah, uh, put the small... Bring in a big, uh, 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 big Islander. Put him with Rikishi. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Scotty says that this isn't, it, this isn't the same Rikishi that used to dance with them. Grandmaster Sexay says that Haku... He calls Haku, quote, the footlong fro. <laughs> <laughs> Before Haku bursts in, shouting in Tongan or Samoan or whatever, uh, Rikishi comes in and holds him back before laughing at Too Cool and asking what's up before they leave. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't remember Haku. I know it's the same guy, team. okay? But just, you know, this is not Haku. This is Ming. You know what I mean? I know it's the same guy, but yeah, right. very distinct looks. The look, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, because when he showed up, I'm like, oh, that's Ming. And they're like, oh, no, it's uh, Haku. And I'm like, is it though? Like he was only there for like a hot minute, wasn't he? He comes back in the Royal Rumble. I think he's on No Way Out in a tables match, and then oh I yeah, know I gotta he's get backstage the... when they're rallying the troops against the Alliance. I mean, I don't think he ever wrestles though. Well, yeah. unfortunately, they didn't. You know, they they missed an opportunity to put him in a uh, a junkyard, you know, hardcore title match. But you know, whatever. I never got a true follow up to that. <laughs> That's a shame, dude. Know. I wonder why. Why do you uh, say here, it like that? But the way you just said it is if it was a bad thing and you don't think it was good. That's how I just heard you say that. As all, it, it's almost like the whole thing sucked and a ton of people got severely injured. I, I just, it's crazy. And, and like it was poorly planned out. Is that in the archives? Oh, it is not. But what, what show was that even on? I think it was on Censored 99, I want to say. Oh, God. Got to get that in. I know we're covering uh, Uncensored 95. 95. Are we not covering any other Uncensored? Because I feel like I missed the boat on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one. Yeah, you put WrestleMania 19 for March. You could have put Uncensored 99. <laughs> I know. How dare Idiot. I? Like, yeah. This is why yeah. I got to stop letting you plan all the shows. This is the crap we get. Right? I know. I, I had to throw one good show in there. I should have just went with straight crap. Kept that sewage pipe flowing, man. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of sewage pipes, up next, we get Rikishi and Haku taking on Too Cool of Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Too Hotty. match. <laughs> it goes uh, about These four are minutes. four pretty good wrestlers, too. This, this is the result we get from this match. Yeah. Look, I, I will say this. Haku is not a bad wrestler. I've just never seen a match of his where I was like, man, that was well worth a watch. <laughs> It's just like, it's like Savio Vega. It's like, he's good, but who cares, you know? That's a random name you pulled out of your ass for this comp- comparison. Huh? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of somebody that's a good hand that, like, nobody gives a damn about. But uh, I'm sorry if I offended the sensibilities of the one Savio Vega fan out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I pissed somebody off. In the end, uh, Grandmaster Sex A gets crotched on the top rope, but... Scotty hits the worm on Rikishi before taking out Haku. Grandmaster hits the hip-hop drop on Rikishi, and then, wow. like an idiot, stops pinning him so that he can hit Haku. <laughs> like, they just get the three! 
But then Haku hot shots him. Rikishi drops him, takes out Scotty, hits the rump shaker on real name on, <laughs> on, on Grandmaster and gets the win. God. I don't know if it was just me, but some of these moves that Rikishi did didn't make any sense because they were like face moves that he did when he was a face. Yeah. Like the well, stink face was like a thing for a pop. When you do it in your heel, it just makes no sense. Did he do it as a heel? Because I don't remember. He did a couple times, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the one I will never forget is when he did it to Booker, and then Booker T goes over and pukes all over Michael Cole. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And I was like, I don't remember seeing Booker putting anything in his mouth at any time. Like, did he for real puke on Cole? I think he said it was legit, yeah. Why did he, like, it was like... And you just know who was getting off on that in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, God dang it, pal. He's gonna puke. (laughs) Why does he like projectile things? I don't know. Any bodily function gets him off. As evidence by the show, by the way. Anyways. um... Crap. Piss. Vomit. Whatever. But as long as it's not blood, then that's too damn far. But... My question is, like, poor Michael Cole, man. Why did? Because Booker's like walking around for a while, and then he just looks right at Cole, and it's like, "You're getting it, like, dude." I used to have trouble hell? cleaning up after my dog. I can imagine someone puking on me. Oh, I know, right? And then Cole, like, I, like, like, like I, you know, I would, I would always pick up after my dog. Okay? I felt guilty. I would not do that. I hate when people do that stuff. But like, yeah, it just made me like, eh, eh. like, if someone does that to me. Oh my god, I'm losing it, dude. Yeah, right. It would be like if anybody watched that that scene from Family Guy where they all drink Epicac and like they were like last one to vomit gets the last piece of pie. And then everybody just starts puking all over each other. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, <laughs> this next segment popped me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kurt Angle's Kurt Angle's walking around backstage looking for the rock. He runs into SA Rios and says, you still work for the company. Congratulations. Good Lord. I know, man. That's, uh, <laughs> I've been buried, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. Uh, but Apparently, there's a real story out there of Vince McMahon doing that with JTG. What? I, I don't know if it's true or not, but yeah. We saw him backstage at like a here? show. Yeah. And then he's like, remind me to fire you. <laughs> but yeah, that's my thoughts exactly for SA here, though, man. Like, damn, you're there? You're there? Papi Chulo, man. I was going to say, he's already on his second name. <laughs> Uh, but S.A. starts going off in Spanish, and then Kurt asks where The Rock is before walking off. I'm surprised he didn't get super racist about it. I think we've already met our quota of racism on this show. Yeah, right, but not of sex. Hell no. Kurt walks into The Rock's dressing room and tells The Rock that if he does well tonight, he'll ask Mr. McMahon to put him in another number one contender's match. The Rock agrees and shakes, Kurt hand, shakes Kurt's hand before pulling him back and telling him that if he's going to... Uh, that he's going to eventually take Kurt's title, which uh, is true. And there's not a damn thing that Kurt can do about it. TikTok, Kurt look, TikTok. That's the promo <laughs> for the whole thing. Uh, Kurt looks worried as The Rock walks off. Yeah, well, going into WrestleMania, yeah, uh, The Rock is the uh, the champ. But uh, up next, it is Al Snow taking on his mystery opponent, oh, Chris man, Benoit. Should I say what Jim Ross said on commentary? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me let me get the hold 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 while I get the uh, exact wording here. 
because I sent yeah, this to a couple of this up because I sent this to a couple of friends. I was like, "Mother of God, this aged so poorly." So during this match, Jr. said that Chris Benoit was one of the deadliest and most dangerous individuals in the history of the WWF. Holy crap! Oh man, I'm not that, laughing uh, at the situation. Just why would you say that? Well, I guess at the time, there's nothing wrong with saying it. I mean, yeah, just talking well, I was about gonna, wrestler he is. Yeah, it's not but, like he went damn. back and put that in. <laughs> so, like, I get it. But yikes, man. Like, in context, that's awful. But Benoit works Snow's left shoulder throughout the match and eventually locks in the Crippler crossface to get the submission victory. And that's all she wrote. I wish that had been all <sighs> she wrote. We still got some show to go. Yeah, well, we got to get another Vince McMahon office segment in here, man. Where Stephanie comes bursting in and oh, says that... <laughs> uh, Stephanie comes bursting in and says that Steve Austin is way too calm about their match tonight. She thinks that Austin is going to attack Triple H and surrender his world title shot at WrestleMania in order to get Triple H suspended for six months. Vince disagrees, and uh, but Stephanie says there needs to be stipulations, bro, on their match at No Way Out. Vince says to worry about tonight and sends Stephanie away to calm down. You know, because we all know the oh, best wait, thing Steph, you I gotta have sex with Trish. God dang it, pal. But we all know the smartest thing you can ever say to a woman is you need to calm down. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting a letter. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Look, I'm married, uh, okay? I know the deal. <laughs> you need to calm down. I've had multiple women say that to me, by the way. They're like, do not ever tell me to calm down. It's like, well, God dang. Like, you're literally doing the opposite of what I instructed you to do. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, at a bookstore in Times Square, we see China is hawking her new book, China, If They Only Knew. And from that story we had in the news, it should have been called China. If they only knew how much I hate everyone. Uh, China says that She's been trying not to get depressed. Does she pass away again? When? Uh, how? Oh, how? Did I'm she not trying ever... to make light of anything, but like, she's still like a very miserable person. Yeah. Uh, she's, found, down with that. she's found dead in Redondo Beach, California at 46. Uh, way see. too damn young. Port stated that she appeared to have died of either an accidental drug overdose or of natural causes. Yeah, so there you go. Alonzo suggested that any overdose was accidental, saying that she was prescribed drugs but tended to use them improperly. Well, yeah, that'll do it. Wow, her brain was donated to science to study the effects of chronic traumatic uh, ensofa, whatever, CTE. People, you know, know what that is. Man, on this? Uh, I would assume he did something with it. Uh, He's trying to get that slap fight league shut down. Really? I can't say that I disagree with him. Stephen's stupid, man. Let's haul off and smack each other as hard as we effing can in the head. Like, I I, I was like watching some of it after Diamond last night, and one of the guys is crying on there. I'm doing this for my kids. I'm getting smacked in the face like a freaking idiot for my kids. Yeah. uh, You literally can't think of anything else to do for your damn kids to get slapped. What's wrong with that's me? Like, I mean, that's not 
the same level, but you know, you saying that it's like it's like, oh, I need this money, you know, I'm you know, I I'm using it to pay bills or whatever. It's like those OnlyFans models. It's like I need money, so I'm going to show my b hole online. Like, like really? Like that's the only thing you can think of to earn money? You, you know, you can't just like uh, get a job. Nope, gotta smack the absolute piss out of each other. I guess whatever. It's just stupid. Yep. But anyway, we were just we're not... talking about McDonald's money earlier. They pay pretty good now. Go there. <laughs> yeah, but this is easier. Just smack the piss out of somebody, I guess. I don't know. It's not even that. I just feel like you can get, like, really hurt. Like, knocked stupid out of this. Yeah. Like, I'm not even yep. talking about the offensive side. I'm talking about the defensive side. You're getting hit. Just smack dab in the face. This isn't like mixed martial arts or boxing. Right, where the where the point of that is not only to hit the other guy, but to not get hit. To block it, yeah. This, because you're just one, taking it. Yeah, right. You're not... You're missing the whole point. In boxing I know quite and a few MMA, parents right now. Quite a few people I know are parents. I can't think of a single one of them that'd be like, yeah, I'll go get hit in the face hard as hell for my kid. Right. To make them... I mean, like, you know, to make money. Well, and here's the thing. Like... You're missing the whole point. Like the the old joke is, man, he's blocking that with his face. To answer your question, by the way, uh, China died in 2016, so uh, it was a while after this. But ah, we're now subjected. You know, we talked about crap with the slap fight, stupid stuff. Well, we're now subjected to a replay package of the opening weekend of the XFL. This was something to behold. <laughs> I actually went to a San Francisco Demons game. Oh, yeah? How was it? I was bored as hell. Yeah, well, I mean, it also doesn't help when you're like, who the hell are these guys? Not like, uh, you know, anybody actually gives a damn or gave a damn. And... Oh, Gibbs works because it's coming back. Yeah. Well, and like I've known people that are like vaguely into football and all they know all they knew about the xfl was that vince mcmahon owned it and they're like oh it's wrestling football i don't care about that it's like yep there you go it's never gonna and now the rock owns it it's like he might make it a tad more serious but oh please he's gonna have kevin hart in every damn segment hell effing yeah man and he's gonna be there uh hawking those hawking some wings or whatever and talking about whatever else sponsorship deals he's got now. You notice he advertises, like, freaking everything? Yes. Like insur- insurance companies, food. I, that's what I said. I, said, I love Kevin Hart. I think he's hilarious as hell, but I'm sick of seeing him. Right? I saw that. I did not agree with this, but, but uh, somebody said, unpopular opinion, a better comedy duo than The Rock and Kevin Hart was The Rock and Sean William Scott. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's pretty that. funny. I mean, yeah, they they were good. I like the rundown, but I don't know. I uh, yeah, I would actually say him and Johnny Knoxville were better than him and Stifler. Yeah, they were a good duo. I wasn't a huge fan of Walking Tall, but it was. Uh, I I like anything Johnny Knoxville does, honestly. <sighs> but WrestleMania tri- matches. Oh yeah, he's undefeated at WrestleMania, man. <laughs> That's true. That? <laughs> Uh, back in Triple H's locker room, Stephanie's telling Triple H to calm down. Triple H wants to know what Vince said to her earlier. She doesn't have to. Yeah. 
Uh, Stone Cold comes walking in and asks Triple H to shake his hand. Triple H just stares at him and Austin blows it off before complimenting Stephanie's hair and leaving. So something's up. But that takes us to our next break. On the other end of this, we're going to hit... There's like the so main... much more you can compliment on that woman than her hair. But okay. Well, he's trying not to look down. Uh, but we're going to go into our main event after this break. And then we're telling you what's coming up on the podcast after that. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It is the main event where The Rock and Kurt Angle, who I forgot had Trish Stratus with him at this time, were taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because that makes Triple sense. A. Right. Uh, they're taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H with Stephanie McMahon in his corner in a no-disqualification tag team match. goes about eight minutes. This match had to be made no DQ because the writers are lazy as hell, apparently. Bro, just have them hit each other with stuff. Rules are just get in the way, bro. I don't know. I, always, I just I had to ask. I was like, why was this no DQ? Like, I, I you just still don't know. Stuff. Yeah, right. But go figure, the Georgia crowd loses their damn minds for Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, which just to prove, or it just goes to prove it was a total smart move to turn him heel in a couple months. But we got a jump start as he attacks Kurt Angle before he even gets his vest off. Later on, Angle tags himself in. <laughs> Angle tags himself in when the rock is firing up. The rock socks Angle in the, in the face. In the uh, face. Towards the end, the Big Show's theme music hits, and he stomps out to the ring. Oh, man, that's all that's what we all wanted. Well, it's the Big Slow. <laughs> you beat me to it. Uh, he's Look, he's just coming to the ring, all right? But he still has to get his damn pyro in. Why? Don't know. <laughs> but Kurt Because chucks, they budgeted for it, pal. Right. Kurt Angle chucks his partner, The Rock, outside of the ring, and the Big Show just destroys his ass. The Rock gets helped to the back by a gang of or referees. Or windows, really? I thought we were done with that. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Big Show's big all over, according to his shirt. The Rock gets helped to the back by a gang of referees as uh, Triple H and Stone Cold double-team Kurt Angle. More sexual innuendos. 
At one, <laughs> wow. uh, at one point, Austin avoids a tag to provoke Triple H. Later, Triple H ducks a chair shot from Angle, hits a pedigree on him, and then Austin distracts a referee. This leads to Triple H cornering Austin and going for a punch, but Austin ducks it. And then Angle low blows Triple H, hits him with a chair, and pins him to win. After the match, Stone Cold hits the stunner on Kurt Angle and calls for some beer. Runs up onto the stage, have himself a little bit of a beer bash as Stephanie checks on Triple H, and the show comes to a close. And that does it for that. The only thing I ever say this about a match with these four guys in it, but man, this was a, a mess. Yeah. It's just like, why? Why couldn't this just be a match? And, well, I mean, I get it. The building of tension between Triple H and Austin, you know, whatever. I get that, but ugh, whatever. Why'd the Big Show need to get involved? Was The Rock taking Big Show on at No Way Out or something? No, he was facing Kurt Angle on No Way Out. So where the hell did Big Show I, fit? I think Big this? Show was just in the hardcore division at this point. I don't know where the hell he was doing what he was doing here. I hate The Rock because he called me a jabroni. No one calls me a jabroni. But was damn it, now you are one. No, that was the pri- prior year. About about one year ago, exactly at this point. <laughs> no one calls me a jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> like Marty oh, nobody calls me a chicken <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and well it should be reversed like because uh the rock is the good guy so he should have a problem with that and then big show should hate manure which we had on the georgia dome of the last show yeah right bringing it all around there we go that's called a callback and, no the archives <laughs> yes uh this past october i believe but we're going to take our final break of the show. When we come back, final ratings time. We're telling you what's coming up on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah We're the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. You think you know me, Emily? The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Final ratings, y'all. Internet Movie Database gave this a 7.2 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it a 7.33 out of 10. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10 for like a 
D plus. I wasn't a big fan of the show. What say you? I'm right there with you. This show sucked. <laughs> Give it a D. It D was just plus. It passed. God, this was just a show. This like, was horse crap booked on acid. <laughs> wow, I don't know if I go quite that far, but oh, this show sucked, track. dude. Yeah, it wasn't good. But, you know... This is probably the worst WWE show we've covered in a while. Yeah, that's for sure. And this was during a halfway decent time. Well, you know, to go back to the news, like, all the competition, if you want to use that word, was dying or dead. (laughs) They have to try. That is is very true. Yeah, this was just, uh... I don't know, man. They just were like, whatever. We'll book it, and they'll watch it, damn it. Damn it, we're in the Georgia. Don't throw crap on the wall. See what sticks. We still got some left from October. Yeah. You still got some of that crap left over by the Bulldogs. <laughs> Fling it to them. Anyway. Uh, well, that does it for that. We only got one more show left for the shortest month of the year of February. Uh, we've already, by the way, uh, well, if you're listening to this, on the uh, day it airs. We're going into President's Day weekend. So enjoy the three days off. For those of you who actually get the three-day weekend. I know I do. And I will enjoy it. Uh, and then next week. We are dropping our last show of the month on the 22nd. It is like it's hot. <laughs> it is TNA against all odds 2012. And against all the kids, odds. Do the kids still say that? Uh, define kids. Is uh no, <laughs> okay. Stand up for me. But but February twenty second, like I said, TNA against all odds twenty twelve, which in the year twenty twenty three, against all odds is uh, uh just that company at this point. You survived against all odds. Oh. But next month, I'll quickly run down our card for the month because you'll want to listen to some of this. The bad shows, by the way, like this one, we usually make fairly fun. And they're the fun ones to cover, not the fun ones to watch. So that's the the double-edged sword there. But March 1st, we're bringing you our first WrestleMania leading into WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania 9, where people were wearing togas, and it was JR's first show in WWF. Card kind of sucked. The Undertaker took on Giant Gonzalez. So, you know, that's that's all you got to say right there. Yeah, that's the that's the draw. And then, of course, you know, we get Bret Hart taking on Yokozuna for the in the uh, WWF title match. And then Hulk Hogan comes to save the day when the Canadian can't get it done. I guess the Japanese guy is actually someone. <laughs> right. Uh, hashtag remember Pearl Harbor, brother. Uh, and then <laughs> March 8th. Uh, God, something that the. Uh, while we're speaking of terrible things, we're bringing you WCW Uncensored 1995. Oh, man. Uh, Hulk Hogan was in the main event of this one, and we get Ric Flair dressing in drag. What the fuck? Right. Oh, and it was totally unnecessary. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, he was the ugliest old woman I've ever not seen. To get but, ahead, by the way, but later in the show, you're going to see that he did not need to use that much uh, eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to cut a promo still in the makeup. And it's like, <laughs> God. Uh, and oh, by the way, Hulk Hogan takes on uh, Vader in a strap match. And 
at the end of that one, they just say, F it. Throw the rules out the, the window. You can do whatever well, you want. Well, they did that for another match, too, earlier on the show. <sighs> yeah. We get Johnny B. Bad taking on Arn Anderson in a boxer versus wrestler match. That was Oh, you know, that, man. That was something yeah. old. Don't forget it's about that night. great tag match. Holy crap. Uh, was that the uh, the concession stand brawl thing? Yeah. Yeah, where uh, uh, Sherry, I, th- I think that was the one where Sherry damn near uh, broke her tailbone. It was, uh, yeah, something. They tried to recreate the Tupelo concession stand that uh, popped some business for uh, Memphis. Uh, yeah, well, it, uh, it, it did not do that. Uh, it involved the Nasty Boys, so that right there. But then we're actually bringing you a good show on March 15th. Well, it's a great show. It's WWE WrestleMania 19, which, if I remember correctly, is your favorite, right? Well, I think 17 is my all-time favorite. Okay, I I had thought you had always told me that you like 19 better than 17. But, I don't know, either way. Uh, 19 was a damn good show. It was in Seattle. Shawn Michaels took on Chris Jericho in an awesome match. He had... Uh, uh, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar, obviously. Yeah, that was, Hogan uh, McMahon's pretty good, believe it or not. Yeah, is that the one where he's like uh, McMahon stretched out, flipping him off? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> there you go. Uh, March twenty second is uh, well, that's double main event week. We got TNA Lockdown twenty thirteen. Uh, it's our first lockdown of the year, and we're also bringing you that Friday WCW New Japan Pro Wrestling's Japan Super Show. This one is not on Peacock. We got to watch that by other means. And Another fail on your part. I just kind of want to see what it's all about. So yeah, it's uh, it's Sorry it to spoil it. Have you? Did you watch it already? Some of it. I haven't finished oh, okay. it. Okay. Now I'll have to watch that one because I know uh, Ric Flair takes on Tatsumi Fujinami. I wanted to see that match. So. But either way, and then we close out the month with our last WrestleMania of the month. It's. Uh, March 29th is WWE WrestleMania 34 from Nolens, Louisiana. Craig and I were there. I have not watched this WrestleMania back. So I don't know if I have yet either. Yeah, it'll be a fun watch. Not, uh, I have just never seen it before. So uh, I obviously I was there in person, but you know I haven't watched it since then. So. It'll be cool uh, to hear the commentary and watch the show finally. I'll watch it back. Uh, good times had by all. Watch it back. <laughs> but that does it for us. And uh, wrapping up our second show of the week. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. We'll see you all next week. The TNA Against All Odds 2012.